0: You're listening to Biz Quick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. Biz Quick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the Biz Quick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie.
0: And I'm Corey.
1: And on today's show, we have Jen Radistitz. Jen is a, well, she's a financial guru. She loves to work with ambitious women and business owners, and she loves to get uncomfortable. She's got bold faith, guts, and discipline. And we're going to talk to her about networking because um, Jen is what I would refer to as a connector. She loves to connect people in her network. She's super generous in that area. And it's, you know, it's just really nice to see somebody who's so willing to connect others to help them advance their, their businesses. Um, But before we bring Jen in, we're going to talk about networking and just the importance of having a strong network to grow your business and how you do it when you don't really have social media.
0: Well, Funny you should mention that, Julie, uh, because I don't have social media. And one could say, especially back in my day when I was a little more social, uh, I was a connector. I knew everybody in every place, especially when I was working in a small college town. It's easy to get to know everybody. Um, You know, all of the vendors, all of the employees, all of the regulars across the town, you're a regular, so you get to know other regulars at other places, and so it was one of those things where anytime somebody was like, hey, do you know somebody who, I generally had the answer.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but you're still a connector. You're just a little bit of a covert connector in that you're not doing it in the public eye. You're not on social media, but you you know everybody, and you know, it's very infrequent that I'll be like, hey, do you know somebody who does X? and you don't know somebody, or you can't find somebody who does. So I think you're still a connector. I think you just do it in a different way than most people are used to people connecting now.
0: Sure. And it's, I, I, uh, personally, I feel like there's a little more value to that than, than the social media aspect, because uh, like, there's, uh, I don't know, it's one of those things where it's kind of uh, like casting a wide net, but it's ineffective versus going out and and looking for a certain thing. So, you know, the casting that wide net is that social media approach where it's like, I'm just gonna, I've got, there's 10,000 people who might see this. I'm gonna throw this thing out there and hope that a couple people bite versus I know this one person will bite.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I, I was thinking earlier today about social media and, you know, they call it a social network, right? How many people actually use, social media to their advantage for networking versus using it as being on send all the time and sending out these micro updates about what's happening in their lives that most people don't care about.
0: Oh, that yes. And that's another reason why I don't like social media because I do not care what most people have to say because most of the time there's no substance to it. Right. Back in the day, you had to get your soapbox and go stand in the town square and yell. And the only people who had to listen to you or whoever was in earshot, now, everybody thinks everybody's in earshot across the planet. And the funny thing is, like you said, everybody's on send, so nobody's receiving.
1: Right. Yeah. Don't you feel like we would have done really well in the olden days? I don't know. No?
0: Uh, well, I don't know. I would have. You would never see me. <laughs> I'd be gone. I'd be out in the Louisiana Purchase. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, be, you'd,
1: be, you'd be missing. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I hate how, I guess in a world where we're really dependent on our network, a lot of times, I hate how connected everybody is all the time, if that makes sense.
0: Well, are you saying connected as in people can't leave home without their phone because they feel...
1: Kind of, like, I just don't, like, I don't see the value in posting everything I do on social media and, you know, I could say like my life's not that interesting, in a lot of ways, my life is pretty interesting, but I also feel like if I tell everybody, everything that's going on, what do I have left for myself?
0: Well, and that's also the way that I view a lot of communications. Like I've said it before on this podcast where it's, you know, a phone call, I need something immediately. Text is something in the, you know, sometime soon. And then emails when you can get around to it type of thing within 24 hours, 48 hours, you know, whatever. Um, And the social media is like, Hey, I need to tell you this right now. And I always like, or like text messages or phone calls or conversations, whatever. I'm like, what, what is the value of me knowing that? Like, I don't need to know that. And I definitely didn't need to know it right now, you know? So that's, that's like the thing with social media where it's like, Hey, I've got this tweet, pay attention to me now. I'm like, just save it or don't say it.
1: You're so discerning about how you receive information though. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think I know anyone else. I don't know anyone else in my life who receives information the way that you do. And it's take, it took me a really long time to get used to it, right? Where um, I, you know, initially I would get really super offended and like hurt if I would send you a text and you didn't reply. And now I'm just like, there's no need to, for him to reply to that text. That that's just informational, and he'll absorb it when he needs it. And if he doesn't need it, I'll never hear from him on it anyway,
0: right? Well, yeah, and it's like I often won't reply. Thanks.
1: Yeah, it's I and I've tried to adopt that habit from you because it's just an extra text. It's That's an extra text. text.
0: And it's like for me, like the the concept of like having to pick up my phone, enter in the code, look at the text, whatever, where I'm just like, oh, just for a thanks. I don't need the thanks. You asked for something, I gave it to you. End of end of transaction. <laughs> We're done.
1: So you when somebody says thanks to you via text or email, you get annoyed. Yes. That's interesting.
0: I don't need acknowledgement. Especially if it's one of those things where it's like you're asking me for something and I give it to you, I don't like if if you choose to look at that or do anything with it. That's not on me. I did my part of the job, done.
1: <laughs> my my part of the transaction is over. Exactly, and <laughs> that's so funny. So when you are because you're not on social, how how do you build your network now? Especially like in, um, I mean, I know the answer to this, but you know, in the in this. The last 12 months has been a little bit tough to expand a network with no social media, right? Well, I, th- I think you've expanded yours by extension of me because yeah. my network is now yours, but, but you're welcome.
0: Yeah, thanks. But that's, I mean, that's how I build my network is through other people.
1: Steal other people's people.
0: Yeah, like I guess you could say it's steal, but it's it's one of those things. It's make a connection with somebody. It's uh, We're working with uh, Dan Helm on occasion through he works for Avenue Wright out of Fargo, North Dakota. They do media advertising, whatever. He is my sister in law's wife's husband, sister in law's best friend's husband. There yes, we go. I got that's I know. a better way to say yes, it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, sister in law's, yeah, best friend's husband. Yeah. So it's like, you know, third removed, and I've seen him like twice in, in life in person, but we've connected
1: we've seen him on zoom like 10 times exactly so, yeah he's a nice guy too yeah but yeah that that is how it works right somebody knows somebody because even like our seo people right like you might know ryan a little bit better than oh, i've got
0: some stories about ryan what but... it
1: is there with five
0: 550 media or five, 550 old, whatever limited. yeah
1: 550 limited out of denver yeah uh great guys but that's also just like an extension of a network
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean he was uh So he's my brother's age, so he's a little bit older than me, but we're all in the same fraternity and all that. So a little closer than Dan is, but in terms of degrees of separation.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. All right. We should probably wrap up and we can um, bring Jen in after the break.
0: Hey, everyone. If you're like most entrepreneurs out there, time is not something you ever seem to have enough of. We get it. There are a million things that need your attention both in business and in your personal life. That's why we created TimeBomb. This is a self-paced course designed to help you determine what your time is worth and where you should be spending those precious hours every day. Right now, we have an option to buy the bundle, which also includes products designed to help you become more efficient with your time. It's a $70 deal you're getting for only an additional $30. Head on over to sbpace.com to learn more. TimeBomb, take control of your calendar, gain control of your life.
1: All right, welcome back to the show. We've got Jen with us. She is in Chicago, Illinois. And like we said earlier, we're going to talk about networking and the value of your network. And uh, Jen is quite the connector. So Jen, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what makes you so great at connecting people?
2: Uh, Sure. Well, thanks for having me. I So just started off, I'm Jen, I'm married, I live in Chicago with my wonderful husband, who's a teacher. Um, And really the whole connection piece is I started my own practice, my financial practice in uh, December of 2019. And I quickly realized that in order to build a business, you have to be connected and you have to continually be connecting. So that's where I kind of jumped into this, space of needing to understand and how to do it properly. But just a little bit more background before I jump into that is I come from a really small, small town. So people usually giggle when I say I had 28 kids in my graduating class, my high school graduating class, but I had a half million chickens. So um, (laughs) so I came from a small farm community where there's more animals in the farm than there were people. Um, And so really, when I started building my business, I realized that I had to expand my network. And that's where um, I got really uncomfortable and just led by faith and started connecting with people in more of an untraditional way than I was taught to connect with people, if you will.
0: Sure. But so you said that you started your business in 2019 and had to start connecting. But connecting isn't something that you just start doing. You can't just say, you know what? I'm going to start connecting today. Like that. That's kind of it's a, it's a personality trait. It's something that that you have to build, or or it's just a part of your like how you're 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 raised or how you grow as, as a person. So like, how did you start connecting?
2: So I would say actually started at more of a younger age for me than just in 2019. So I've always been wanting to know everybody, and I think it really stems from coming from that small town for me, where I felt like I would never. I didn't know anything outside this little bubble that I lived in so I wanted to go to the biggest school ever I went to the University of Illinois and my goal was to meet a new person every single day um and just connect and find out what's going on with everybody and and how that works into my life but to fast forward to right now what does it mean you do kind of have to have the personality but to be completely honest with you Corey I'm an introvert I have to make myself be bubbly and outgoing and try to get in front of people and do all those things, which people think I'm an extrovert, but I'm really not. (laughs) So I actually get really uncomfortable every time I network. And I also thought about it from a business perspective and a personal development perspective. I wanted to be surrounded by people that had same visions as me, Values, morals, all of those things. And so that's where I said, hey, if I'm not getting it in my initial network and I'm wanting to expand, I'm just going to have to jump into these places and say, hi, I'm Jen. You know, do you want to set up a virtual coffee with me? And we get to know each other, similar to what Julie and I did, um, and really hit it off and have been becoming good friends since that. So networking starts off where you're not friends and then you eventually build that relationship enough to become friends. And then the networking actually gets easier.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am laughing at a couple of things you said. First off, I'm an introvert too. And I I am an introvert. Like
2: that's
0: me scouring at Julie. Yes he
1: scoured at me. Um I and you know how you can tell this is how I define the difference between an introvert and an extrovert. And this is not my definition. It is stolen from somewhere, but you are an introvert or an extrovert based on how you recharge your batteries, not so much in how you interact with people. But if you need to be alone to become replenished and refreshed, you are an introvert. And if you need to surround yourself with other people to be energized, you are an extrovert. I am an introvert. How much time I spend alone I spend a lot of time alone
0: I don't know but so question before we get anything when you're on an airplane sitting next to a stranger are you earphones in no conversation or are you striking up a conversation because that's how I define introvert or extrovert
2: <laughs> I am headphones in please don't talk to me
0: I'm headphones in Julie am I sitting next to you sitting next to people stranger
1: oh stranger headphones in
0: you're striking up a conversation liar <laughs>
1: okay maybe sometimes but um the other thing I was going to say is I think you're the first person in a very long time that I've met who went to had a smaller graduating class than I did (laughs) my hometown was like 2,000 people I had like there was like 75 people in my graduating class
2: yeah my town is really really small but I'm so blessed to come from there um because I had such core foundational values um really driven from there but so I'm very proud of it although I was really excited to go to U of I too and meet a new person every day
1: yeah I'm sure I know when we did our first you know coffee conversation um one of the things that you did that impressed me so much was at the end um and for whatever reason we just had this really quick connection right and you became like this safe space because I'm pretty sure it was our first call where I had like I cried right I'm pretty sure I did right
2: a lot on my first calls with people <laughs> it's really interesting I'm like I don't know what it is about me but I've had multiple calls where it's like our first introduction and then they just break down start crying and telling me all the troubles that they're having and I just listen
1: <laughs> yeah but what you did at the end of that call was you gave me you made connections for me with like five other people in your network that you're like this person could help you you should talk to this person this will be a good person for you to connect with and you just so you gave so generously of your network and expanded my network just simply because you were like I've got people that can help you that are have already been through what you're going through right now so let's connect you and y'all can like you know they can help you get to that next level. And not a lot of people are that generous with their networks. A lot of people like to, you know, hold their networks very close and not share them. And I know some people who think I'm not going to share my network resources with you unless you pay me for them.
2: Yeah. And it's really funny. You just said that part. Cause my husband's like, is there any way you can start getting paid for how much you help everybody else? Because I am. And it was, it was actually a really interesting thing. And I I think this just comes from me being, having a strong Christian background, um, that I just feel like you need to give unconditionally to others. And, um, that's just the right thing to do. And so I don't pre-qualify people. I don't judge people. I don't do any of that. I go, Hey, Julie's got a problem. Not a problem that I personally can fix, whatever it was at that time. I totally forgot what, what it even was you were upset about. But who do I know that can help Julie? Because isn't that what people are out to do? Is help others? Aren't we all in the business of helping others if we have a product or whatever we're selling quote air quotes? Um, we're out to help. So do that and do it unapologetically. I mean, the worst thing that could happen is I connected you with someone in my network that says, I didn't really like Julie. Okay, cool. that's okay. Or you could say, Hey, Jen, that was a really crappy connection. I'd be like, okay, well, I won't do that one again. Um, But no, it's so important to be connecting other people. And I've never had that feel around my network. However, I'd love to broach the conversation on what does it look like for your family for introductions? So I don't know about you guys, but I'm really easy I give everybody recommendations easily, but most people are really tight about referring anybody that's close to them versus someone that's a little bit more of a distance connection. Um, Like Julie, it's easier for me to connect people with you or, you know, know, talk really, really highly of you and do this great connection because I don't know anything about you except for what you've told me, right? Whereas when I talk to somebody that is, a close family member. I remember what they did at 10. I remember what they did at 15. I remember what they did at 25. And so like, now I'm not just recommending the person they are today, but I'm recommending the person they may have been before. And will that person resurface? So I think I don't personally struggle with that because I see people for who they are in this moment. And, but I think a lot of people in the networking realm do struggle with that.
1: That's interesting. I, um, I kind of chuckled to myself when you um, first started talking about the the friends and family and the connection there. And the reason was because um, you, so we're recording this on your birthday and yeah. you made a post yesterday that what people could do for you for your birthday was to give you a connection. That's what you asked for was connections. And the first person that I thought of that I wanted to connect you with was my sister-in-law, Stacy, because I thought I think they would be she, you would be perfect to, you know, talk, you know, she's a strong woman and she handles the finances for the family. And I thought that's a perfect match. I'm going to make that connection. And I started to write it out on your Facebook post that it connect the two of you. And then I was like, nope, I'm going to do that one during over a private message simply yeah. because I was like, I don't know if Stacy's going to be open to it. And I didn't want to call her out in front of everybody and be like, Hey, go meet this person. So, but yeah, I am, I'm okay. If I like the family member, I'll connect people to them.
0: (laughs) Well, I think like such a big part of that, which I, I don't necessarily have a problem with, but I know a lot of people do is they think that if that connection is bad, it's going to reflect poorly on them. Mm -hmm. Whereas I look at it as like, if I connect you people, you're adults, (laughs) you can figure it out. If it works, if it works, you know, if it doesn't, whatever. Like I'm doing my best to connect two people. Y'all can figure it out from there. Transaction's over.
2: <laughs>
1: Transaction <laughs> closed.
2: Yeah. Yes. I guess. So also my family, we are so incredibly tight and actually the connection stirred the pot a little bit in me building a business and reaching out to people. It stirred the pot because I reach out to people because I truly believe that what I do for a living, whether you work with me financially or Maybe it's just, I connect you to that person that gives you that, that ability to take your business to the next level for whatever reason it is, whatever connection it is. Um, that's a win for me, but I stirred the pot because I was reaching out to some of my family's friends saying, hey, I'm so-and-so's sister. I'm so-and-so's cousin. I'm whatever. And I had one family member like, do not reach out to any of my friends without asking me. And, you know, I pretty much snapped and said, Hey, you don't own them. They're, they're grown adults. If they don't like that, I called them. They can ignore my phone call. They can tell me to F off. They can do all of these things. And they're like, well, he, he had said, what do I do when they call me and ask why is so, why is your sister calling you? Why is your cousin calling me? And I said, you know what you'd tell them? You say, why are you calling me? Why don't you call her back and see what she wants? I don't know what she wants. Like, And so it was very frustrating to me because I'm the type of person that if there was a connection, it would be very easy for me just to say, hey, Julie's a rockin' person. Corey's awesome at what he does, and you'd be doing yourself a disservice not to just hear them out. And that, in my personal opinion, is how everybody should look at networking. Unless you hate the person and then you say, hey, he's really good at what he does, but he's a total dick. Like, go at your own risk. Like you could do that too. Right. But you have to be able to let people evolve, make their own decisions and just support others in their endeavors.
0: Yeah. And there's, I think when there's like the best intentions, especially in in networking, like I'm going to try and connect these two people because I think that it's going to be mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There, There is a way that you can do it. That's unprofessional or, like going behind somebody's back to try and get a client when you should have possibly talked to that person first or whatever it is. We've had that happen to us before. Um, But, you know, beyond that, like I think that as long as it's mutually beneficial, then yeah, there's nothing wrong with it.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I think that, um, you know, we, we talk about this a lot on Clubhouse, right? In the seven figure sales room, Jen, in that, you know, our, giving back like helping people advance and like we're not the right answer for everybody right if somebody has a you know needs a solution that we don't provide or we're not experts in or there's somebody who's more suited for them like isn't the most important thing that they find the solution and are able to get better like does it have to be us that provides it no it does not and we we can't first off we couldn't possibly say yes to every person on the planet who has business. We just don't have the capacity for it. But also you want to help other people advance and grow. And I, I remember when that conversation happened between you and the relative and you were devastated by it. I remember it. It was, it was terrible. And you were literally just trying to help people. And that's not how it was interpreted.
2: Yeah. And the thing, yeah, it wasn't. And it was protectiveness on his side. And like we said, they start to take it like, Hey, what if, what if she doesn't do what she needs to do? And then my friend's mad at me. And, you know, I I think we just need to set that aside and just say, Hey, we're all grown adults and everybody can make decisions. And honestly, who is it to someone else to say whether or not they get the opportunity to meet me? And I say that because getting the opportunity to meet me is, is a gift. Um, I know that I bring a lot to the table. I know I have good intentions. I have all of these things that I want to bring to each and every person. And really, when you go into networking and you talk to someone, you have to believe that about yourself. I mean, because if you don't, where's the connection going to go? And so that's where I feel like, hey, for every single person, and when I'm talking to someone, of course, we are all trying to build our businesses, right? Every connection Julie and Corey make are are wanting to maybe either A, that person's going to be a client or B, they know someone that can be a client. Would I, would that be pretty accurate? Usually when you're networking pretty accurate. Yep. Okay. So you're doing that, but that's just the thing, that first person, you're kind of asking them questions. You're getting to know them. You're seeing what ticks you're listening for for all of these different types of problems that maybe or maybe not, you can be a solution. And the, at the end of the day, if they have a great experience with you and you never bring up your business at all, they're going to remember they had a good good experience with you. And that's when you start building rapport and empathy toward one one another. And that's when the, the like magic starts to happen essentially. And there's gonna be people you network with that you just don't jive with. And that's nothing against either one of you. You just didn't jive and you move on, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm not a believer in karma. I don't think that there's some magic genie out there with a ledger, like keeping track of everything that everybody's doing and and, and all of that. But it to say that good things come to, you know, good people or, or whatever, like it, it, it is true, because if you are 100% just like being like, open and honest of, I don't want anything out of this transaction. I just want to connect the two of you. People are going to remember that and you're going to get paid back at some point. And it might not be from that particular person, but they're going to tell somebody who might tell somebody or six months, six years down the road, something might click. Oh, Hey, I got the perfect person for you type of situation.
2: Right. Right. And I think it's also important. I don't know if you guys do this, but I keep like a list, this weird spreadsheet, that is my what I call the arsenal of referrals. Because not every, at every minute of every moment am I going to remember I network a lot. And so I don't always remember who's who, what they specialize in, etc. cetera, in regards to just right away coming off the top of my mind, especially if I haven't talked to them in two months. Um, but what I do do is I keep a spreadsheet and I'll put you know Julie Down and Espy um, Pace, and I'll and I'll put like had a great conversation with her, blah 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 blah. She's really rad, yada yada yada, or whatever it is. That way, when I hear someone on a call say, you know, I need to grow my business, I can go back. If if we weren't really good friends, Julie, <laughs> I would go back and say, okay, I do have someone in my network that can help with that, and I put you on that on that list because I believed I had a great conversation, I had a great connection. Can you stay? Here's a good question for both of you guys. Can you have a great network of connections, but not be talking to them all the time, like friends?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't.
0: I'm gonna say yes. I have friends that I don't talk to for years, and then just pop right back in. You know, like nothing happened. You know, you spend some time catching up, but. Yeah, like for me, it's like you build that that solid relationship, whatever it is. And again, they might not even have to be friends. It could be an old coworker, an old employer. I haven't spoken to them in years, but you know, they know who I was at that point, and can make an assumption that hopefully I'm still that same person, and right. and I didn't abuse them at the time, and hopefully I'm not going to abuse them now in terms of hey, I need help with something. Do you know somebody? Can you can you do X, Y, or Z? Yeah.
2: I just think all too often when people network, they feel like they have, in order to get anywhere, they have to be best friends with those people. You don't have to do that. Like, you know, Julie and I talk pretty regularly because we're usually in the same clubhouse room. Um, But at the same time, even though Julie and I don't know Julie's deepest, darkest secrets, she is part of my network. And I would easily reach out to her in that moment of going, oh my gosh, like I reached out to our networking group because I was so mortified by what had happened with a connection within the family that, you know, I reached out to all those people to lean on. And I think if you're surrounding yourself with people that have that same mentality, they're going to know it's nothing, it's nothing like rude. If I all of a sudden I send Julie a message and say, Hey, I'm really, I, I have a goal to reach, you know, 10 new discovery calls this month. Would you mind, you know, going through your phone and seeing if you got 10 people I don't think I have to be, you know, going to wine night with Julie to be able to do that with her. And that's my point. Do you have to be having regular interactions with these people to call on them in your time of need?
0: Well, and I think that it uh, goes back to uh, whether you're just uh, like a a taker, because there are those people who are always asking for help and never giving back. But if it's always reciprocal, then it's one of those things where I don't think most people would really care if you haven't spoken to them in five years. If it's like, oh, well, you know, he or she was a good person at the time. They weren't always trying to abuse the relationship. No big deal if you're just popping in right now, because I mean, the phones work both ways. So when people are like, oh, well, we haven't spoken in five years. You didn't call me either, (laughs) you know? So that's the way I look at
1: it. Yeah, I think you you have to, the goal in every relationship should be to give more than you take, right? And that's one of the reasons that, you know, that's one of the things I love about Arate so much is, that that's the golden rule or give more than you take. And for the most part, people are pretty good about that inside of that group. And I think, you know, if I, if somebody makes a genuine ask of me, I will help them, right? Like it doesn't even, to me, it doesn't even matter. Like if I, if I don't know the person that well, or if I really like, I'm not like, even if I think like, I'm not sure I actually like this person, if they're, if they're making an ask and it's a genuine ask, then I'm like, I have the solution. I'll help them get, I'll, I'll give them the solution. I'll give them the person they need, whatever. Because I just think you're not, help is never one-sided, right? So Jen, if you have a need that needs to be filled, you need a client for something. Like you, you're, you really need a new client to hit your numbers. And I have somebody who really needs financial help are both of you not winning by connecting together, right? right? So, like, why? So, even if you're like, I'm not crazy, and we had this situation once, well, not that long ago, um, like last summer, we were working with somebody, and she was not. She she was a she was a good person, and she needed help with something. She asked us to connect her to somebody. Actually, she didn't ask. She was just a good person, and someone else in our network who it's kind of a little bit shady. He wanted to work with her. And so he reached out to me and asked for her information. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it to you simply because it was going to benefit her, right? She was going to be able to grow her client base. I was like, I didn't care if it benefited him, but it was a win for her. It was also a win for him, but you have to kind of look at, look at it holistically and think how, what is this doing? you know, who's it helping because the reality is there's always two people in the equation. And just because you're the seller of a service or a product, like the other person who's receiving it is also getting help. They're winning in that, in that equation.
2: Right. And I think also when you do introductions, so once you've kind of built your network and you have all these great people in it, um, if I'm going to refer someone to the both of you, I just want to kind of highlight what this what an actual introduction you can do different ways of doing like an introduction email or a text message or you can just have the person call them and talk to them beforehand or whatever but i think it's really important to set the stage of why this connection is happening because all too often i've gotten a a connection of just like hey you know, Julie's really awesome. Jen, you're really awesome. I think you guys would have synergy. Okay, over what? Because time is important. <laughs> like, what are what's Ju- what are Julie and I jiving over? That's what I want to know. Because I don't have a half an hour in my day to put a virtual coffee together to sit and ask, you know, these stupid filler questions with Julie. Like, what's the point of us meeting? And so that's super important. And maybe it is not a mutual. In regards to maybe it's just, hey, Julie, you know, I think Corey's a badass and you need to meet him because he's building this business. I don't know what he's got going on, but all you do is help businesses grow. And so I would set the stage for that introduction of, hey, Julie, this is Corey. This is why I'm connecting you. Corey, this is Julie. This is why I'm connecting you. And the meaning, it might not be, it might only be a sale on Julie's end. And but at least let both parties know why they're going into the meeting. Cause there's nothing worse than someone connecting me with someone and me going in and going straight into my financial discovery process and them going, Whoa, <laughs> nope, we didn't we didn't sign up for this. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's where it can get weird. And you just have to be, and that way, you know, sometimes people will say, I'll let you take it from here. And then go ahead and they can say, yeah, does this make sense? And sometimes a lot of people will be forward and say, hey, you know, does it make sense for us to get together before they actually put it on their calendar? So I think that's really important, too. And never under, underestimate the, um, the importance of a favorable introduction by a nominated person. Um, because most likely if I say, hey, Julie can really help Corey, and Corey and I are like BFF. Even if he doesn't know Julie, he's going to, he's going to go, Hey, you know, i Jen's awesome. And I'm, I'm going to take her word that I I need to meet Julie because she has good intentions.
1: Yep. That's, that's a very important part of, of networking and um, works really, to me, that's the best part. Like when it's like, I, I, you and I know each other well enough. And trust each other enough that whoever you refer me to, or I refer you to, you're going to go, okay, I'm going to take that one seriously because it came from somebody that I know, like, and trust.
2: Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a really, really, really big piece of networking is you're building trust with all these people. And that's how you're going to get referred, known, like, and trusted.
0: Yeah. Well, Jen, we have to start wrapping up the show. So before we go, could you tell everybody how they could connect with you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think the best way really is social media. So I'm on, uh, LinkedIn, which is just Jennifer Radistitz. And then, uh, you can go ahead and find me on Instagram, which is at Jen because Radistitz is a mouthful. And so I abbreviated it. Um, but those are probably the two. You can just shoot me a message through there. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. I'm checking that regularly. Since today's my birthday, um, yeah, it's been. It's going to probably be pretty full. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great. Yes. Well, thank you again for joining us, and thanks to our listeners and all of the different ways that you can connect with Jen. Will be in the show notes as well as the ways that you can connect with us, which are.
1: Yeah, you can connect with us on social media. We are on LinkedIn, Twitter instagram the facebook and we have a youtube channel you can also also reach us on sppace.com.
0: and while you're listening to our pod don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen to us like us give us a review we appreciate any and all feedback about our show
1: We really do. And reach out about any topics that you're interested in hearing more about, or if there's been any guests we've had on in the past that you would like us to bring back, let us know and we'll see if we can make that happen. And by the way, we wrote a book. It's a number one bestseller. It's on Amazon. It comes with a companion workbook and it's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness.
0: And don't forget to rate and review that book as well if you've purchased it. So, back to the feedback, we love it. Give it, give us all the feedback. So that's it for the show. I am Corey, and I am Julie, and this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.